Los Angeles, California, the epicenter of the mega market. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. If you're just getting with us, I blew up the clock, man. I destroyed it, crushed it. Make everybody hustle, figure out how to get me back on track. But I got to say, if you are a fan of the TV show Entourage and you just heard Doug Ellen a few minutes ago, the guy who created it, along with Mark Wahlberg, produced it, wrote it, directed it, and now has a podcast about it, I think it was, it was well worth it. Hearing him talk about Kobe being in the arena when they were shooting and trying to get Kobe on the show, having LeBron on the show, Tom Brady, is all fascinating stuff. Thank you to Doug Ellen. It's Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let me just start off by asking everybody a quick question here. Is everybody cool rocking masks? Is everybody good? Because I'm masking up, okay? I mean, everywhere I go, not when I'm driving, but like, you know, I go every place and I'm now I'm having to remember, like I got to bring a mask. Did, did you know about this, this new test to find out if your mask actually works? Now, I've mentioned to you a couple times, I got three daughters. When you have three daughters, the app that they all use is TikTok. I mean, all day long trying to make TikTok dances and wanting to be TikTok famous. And one of my daughters has like over a million views on a TikTok, which sounds like an awful lot to me because I've never even seen anything close to that on a YouTube video, on an Instagram live, Instagram TV. I've never seen anything like that on a Twitter video of mine. A million views. I'm like, who are all these creeps that are looking at my 16 year old kid? But she's putting it out there. And I guess I'm letting her do it in some way. But anyway, TikTok. Bill Nye, the science guy, do you know who that is? Well, he says that if you take your mask and you put it over your face, okay, you put the mask over your face like this. Can you hear me? You got the mask over your face. And then what you do is you put a lighter in front of your face and you try and blow. You try and blow out the flame. If you can blow out the flame, your mask is garbage. Okay. If you cannot blow out the flame, you got a good mask. I guess maybe the NFL should consider this. Maybe they should have a TikTok lesson with Bill Nye, the science guy, because all I'm hearing about is this new Oakley face mask underneath the actual grill face mask, and guys are worried they're not going to be able to breathe out of their mouth, out of their nose, and they're worried about that stuff. Listen, I'll tell you what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the college football season. If you were here yesterday, you would have heard Mike Bone, the athletic director from USC, come on the air, and I said to him straight up, is USC going to play football this year? Let me play for you because it bounced all over Twitter yesterday. And once it hit Twitter, all of the SC people started coming at me. And I don't mean in a bad way. I just meant my phone was blowing up. My Twitter timeline was blowing up. You can tag me at Scott Kaplan with a K and make sure you're tagging at ESPN Los Angeles. Let me know you're out there, dude. So I start getting hit up by all the SC people yesterday. Like, whoa, Mike Bone, he just told it, you know, I think I think he was being optimistic with his numbers, but at least he told you that the expectation is starting to really dwindle that college football might happen. Here's what Mike Bone said yesterday. Let's talk about today, Mike, the future of actually playing. Start me off with this. Do you think USC is going to play football this year? Well, I'll tell you what, Scott, we're trying like doing everything we can to, <laughs> to try and play, but uh uh, I think that uh, you're a specimen of uh, our ability to protect our athletes and coaches and, and staff, uh, yet alone our fans, is a, a significant challenge. So uh, obviously, again, just like the entire country, we are hopeful to be able to play, but hope is not a great strategy 
Instead, what we're trying to do is everything we can to ensure that our protocols are tight, that they're uh, fundamentally sound, and that we have the ability to uh, rally everybody to ensure our, our student-athletes are safe. But uh, as of right now, Scott, uh, I think it's 50-50 at best. 50-50 at best. That's Mike Bone, the athletic director at USC. Look, USC is the kind of school like Notre Dame, like LSU, like Alabama, Penn State. I'm talking about the biggest of the big-time college football programs. They want to play. The, the players want to play. The coaches want to coach. The fans want them to play. Fans would like to be there. Probably not going to happen. But I think we would all like to see these kids play. And I say it like that, and you might be driving around right now going, what are you talking about? We all want to see these guys play. Listen, I'm not getting crazy out of my mind. Like, listen, here's an example. LSU head coach Ed Ogeron. He had a uh, get-together at LSU today with the vice president of the United States, Mike Pence. I should have actually just not said his name. I should have asked you, do you know who the vice president of the United States is? So he sits down with Mike Pence, and, and Ogeron, if you can kind of understand through that kind of gruffy voice, tells the vice president, we need football. Let me, let me play this. Bronny, can you play the Ed Ogeron for everybody? We have our team back. They're ready to go. We need football. We need to play. The state needs it. The country needs it. These men have worked hard. Last year, uh, going into the season, Joe Burrow was a projected six-round draft choice. He wasn't the first player picked in the draft and signed for $33 million. If he didn't play last season, all right, cut it right there, please. Cut it. Okay, I want to come back right in here because Ogeron, as you know, has kind of a, a strange-sounding voice, and it's it's sort of off mic, and people are snapping pictures. If you missed what Ed Ogeron said, he said something like, Mr. Vice President, we need football. We need football to come back. We need football to come back. He actually used the example of his quarterback, Joe Burrow, who said, hey, Last year, he was projected to be a six-round draft choice. Now, he's the number one guy, $33 million, or whatever it was he was saying, and, and, and he's like, that only happened because he played football. We need football. America needs football. That's what Ed Ogeron says. He's a football coach at an SEC football school that depends on football. We need football. I started thinking to myself, you know, I really want football to come back. I really want the NBA season to tip off, and I want the NBA to make it all the way through, and I'm super curious about how they're going to do it. And I love this story about LeBron's got his own wing, his own building, because let me tell you something. If that guy gets sick, if that guy gets COVID, if for some reason LeBron's not playing, shut it down. But I started thinking to myself about Ed Ogeron. We need football. Do this with me. Let's all do this together. You ready? Let's all, let's all do this. Ask yourself this question. Do you need football? So I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this out loud, and we can all do this together, but you be you and I'll be me. Scott, do you need football? Um, well, kind of, because you're a sports talk radio host, and NFL football is a big driver, and college football is a big driver of what goes on in the fall. So kind of, okay? Hey, Scott, you're a sideline reporter for Monday Night Football on Westwood One. Do you need football? Kind of. Sort of. I mean, I, I really would like to get back to the stadiums and I'd like to interview the players after the games and I'd like to do my reports and back up to you, Kevin and Kurt. I mean, yeah, kind of. Scott, do you need football? Well, my son plays junior college football and he's trying to get himself to a four-year college and without the football season this year, he's not going to be able to do that. Kind of. So for someone like me, I'm like, yeah, I kind of see what Ed Ogeron is talking about. But then let me, let me talk about it from a high school standpoint. 
You know, I've been reading all these stories about is high school football going to return this year? And if all these schools are going online, how you, you talk about the NCAA exploiting student athletes, and that's a whole different conversation, but how can high school sports possibly play? And it goes right back to what the coach was saying. Hey, this kid was a six-round draft pick last year. If he didn't play, he wouldn't have the chance to have been number one. That's one guy. That's just one guy. Football people, listen to me, football people are crazy. We, and I say we, football people expect to play. Football people have a mentality of, we can get through this. I'm going to battle through. Next guy up. Football people think football is going to happen. And then you start to hear from some of the players around the NFL starting to really question it. And you start to hear about the NFL PA versus the NFL owners and how much are we going to get paid and what's going to happen if somebody gets it. As you heard Doug Ellen say just a few minutes ago, we all want sports to come back, but how's this going to happen? I'm not really sure how it's going to happen, especially with football. And if the NFL is having you know some problems right now and college football really doesn't have like one pure governing body that could just shut it all down. It's a league by league situation and maybe even a school by school and maybe even state by state or even more granularly city by city. So it's um, you talk about sports and the ever changing landscape daily as it applies to COVID high school sports. My daughter got an email the other day. Hey, field hockey practice canceled. Sorry. Probably the prelude to the season's going to be canceled. High school football players and parents, I know what you guys are thinking. Like, wait a second, my kid going into his junior year, this is a big year, he's going to get recruited. Or, hey, my kid's a senior and he's, he's kind of got some Division I AA or two, but he really wants to try and get that UCLA or USC scholarship. No season, no chance. I know the way you guys are thinking. I do. But I'm not positive that I agree with Ed Ogeron that we need football. That's a guy who's down in the bayou, down in the SEC, who, uh, who is just looking for some friendly ears to, come on, man, get us this football season. We need it, is what he says. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. You know, we're close, convenient, and no, known, rather, for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service from professional parts people you can trust. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices, every day okay so this notion of we need we need we need football we need basketball we need sports i would use the word want i know a lot of people use the word need if i were an nfl owner need if i were a network executive need as a fan i want do you know that tonight there is going to be a sporting event in america and there are an expected thirty thousand fans who are going to be in attendance did you know this think about this Everything else we're hearing about is no fans. Tonight, in America, there is a sporting event that expects a crowd of 30,000. What sport, where, and why? Let's talk about that next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yo, what's going on? Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. Turn it up for a second. Love this song. Got any problem with the Foo Fighters, Brawny? No, I don't have any problem with the Foo Fighters. Get off my case, Scott. I mean, you know, it just says a lot about people, Sammy Hagar versus David Lee. I didn't say I didn't like Sammy. I just said you were disrespecting Dave. That's all. 
Dave's turned into Barry Manilow. All right, but let me did he have you, the sweet vocals of Barry Manilow? Not quite. Not like Copacabana style, you know? More ice cream shop style. Hey, let me ask you guys a question. Now that I've mentioned to you that you have to take your mask, right? Everybody's masking out. Should be. I mean, if we're all going to be preventative, if we're all going to help each other, if we're going to be selfless here, if we're all going to care about one another, then we should all be wearing masks and keep your freaking hands clean, will you, you slob? Now, look, if you put your mask on and you blow and you try and blow out the lighter, like you put a lighter in front of your face and you try and blow it out, if you blow and the lighter blows out, your mask is completely ineffective. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping anybody else. Thank you, Bill Nye, the science guy on TikTok. Have you guys tried this yet? Yeah, I just tried it right now, and my mask is ineffective. Mm-hmm. And I need to go get a new mask, one that actually works. So if I go into a store and like, I'm like, can I try this on and put a lighter in front of it real fast? And if it doesn't work, I, I, I get my money back? I would say... Um, no, trying on a mask would be like trying on a pair of underpants. You can't <laughs> <Right>. do that. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's got to be some way to to test it out before buying, a, you know, buying a mask. I don't know, but uh, you know, buying a mask and trying it on is like saying to your pal, "Hey, can I use your chapstick?" I mean, that is just you can't do that. That is yeah, a double dip move. No, 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 you don't do that one. No, can't do that. All right, Scott Kaplan on seven ten ESPN. Let me tell you guys something. You may or may not know this. I would not have known this, but you know, you're reading around, you're checking out what's going on. We got hours in advance of the show. And here's the story I found today that I found extremely interesting. Everybody's trying to bring sports back. Okay. And the PGA tour is going to have Tiger Woods this weekend playing at the Memorial in front of no fans. But I'll tell you right now, Tiger Woods is playing golf. It's on TV. I'll watch. I'm not saying I'm going to sit around all day Sunday. The weather's too beautiful. It's summertime. It's Southern California. I got a million things I want to do, but, but nothing's open, you know? So going out for a walk or a bike ride, I could find myself watching some golf this weekend because Tiger's playing. I'm watching soccer right now on ESPN. This is a game. It's not like I had to watch it because I know who's playing. Leck is playing Fio. Anybody know who Leck and Fio are? Because it's, it's one nil in favor of Fio over Leck. I'm watching some international soccer game. There's nobody there. There's, there's no ambient background noise. There's announcers in a studio. I'm watching this game and I don't care. I don't need fans to be there. But listen to this story. This is crazy. Or at least I think it is. Tonight, NASCAR is going to put on an event where they expect 20 to 30,000 fans. NASCAR. So it's their all-star race tonight at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Now, look, the racetrack itself, if it were packed with fans, this place can hold 160,000 people. So let's say 30,000 people show up, okay? You're talking about like 20% of capacity. And I'm not going to sit here and try and break it down like I did the other day. 160,000, 10% is 16,000, 30,000 is twice as much. So it's like 20%. This is the way my brain works when I'm trying to do math live on the radio. Tonight, between 20 and 30,000 fans will show up at an all-star race at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Now, Bristol, when I hear Bristol, I think Bristol, Connecticut. I think the home of ESPN. I don't know anything about NASCAR. I don't follow NASCAR. Is Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Connecticut? I mean, research team, work with me here. So look, 
Let me ask you a question. If I told you that the Rams were playing the Cowboys in the first ever game in SoFi Stadium, and the stadium can hold 70,000, but there were only going to be 20,000 in the stadium. There's no vaccine. Life is life as we know it today. Would you go to the Rams-Cowboys opener in the brand new stadium? Because I'll tell you something right now. I probably, if I'm being completely candid with you, I think I would go. I think that I'm not trying to downplay COVID. I said this earlier in the week and just got destroyed on Twitter. In early February, I was like, what's that? What's, what's coronavirus? I mean, I had, this was nowhere near on my radar. I remember exactly where I was. I know exactly what time of year it was. And the story on my mind in early February was Kobe Bryant, not coronavirus. I wasn't taking it seriously back then. Then my friend got it. Tony Baselli. He was on the air last week. Once Tony Baselli got it, I went, oh my God. Whoa, this thing is like real and can get somebody who's healthy and young and the world-class kind of athlete and knock them down and put them, put them in ICU. Whoa, this is real. But I still think that even in California, even in L.A. County, I still think that if, if 20,000 people could go into SoFi Stadium for the Rams and the Cowboys, if I'm a hardcore fan or if I just want to be there for the first game, I think that I'm confident that I might take my chances because I feel like I'm young enough, I'm healthy enough, and the death rate doesn't really scare me. I know this may not sound politically correct because people are like, dude, let's take this seriously. I am. I'm wearing masks. I got my hand spray all over the place. I can't go anywhere. I can't really do very much. So I'm taking it seriously. But when I look tonight, and I say, whoa, wow, 30,000. The NBA is in a bubble. Major League Baseball is going to play in front of empty stands. NFL football, who exactly knows at this point? College football, leagues are canceling. Leagues are choosing to just play in conference, likely in front of nobody. If you were a NASCAR fan, 30,000 people in a 160,000-seat venue, would you go? Or maybe you're the kind of person that was like, dude, I'm not going anywhere until there's a vaccine. Don't ask me to show up at a concert. I'm not going to a game. I don't want to be around crowds. Nothing. Be curious to hear what you have to say. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. I know you'll tweet me. That I know. I know you're going to tweet me. But if you want to call and get on the air and you can contribute to this broadcast, go for it. 877-710-3776. Would you go? Because 30,000 people are going to go tonight. When all we're hearing about numbers spiking, places closing, 30,000 people are going to go to a sporting event in Bristol. Where I think Bristol is kind of like, well, I think it's Bristol, Connecticut. And if it's Bristol, Connecticut, I think of it as being a civilized kind of place. But if it's Bristol in another place, you're telling me it's Bristol, Tennessee. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, that's why. (laughs) Maybe not as civilized the way I perceive things. Hey, we got another full weekend of golf ahead of us. To add to the excitement, DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at $1 million. That's the top prize for your first deposit. You know, by the way, Tennessee, 
I was reading, uh, you know, Bristol, Tennessee, uh, University of Tennessee is talking about athletes that have COVID. I told you guys, I sent my daughter to the state of Tennessee to go to college last week for college soccer that I'm thinking is not going to happen. So craziness. Anyway, back to this whole DraftKings situation. It's super easy. Just pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, submit your lineup before the tournament tees off on Thursday. Here's what you do. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code BRISTOL. Bristol as in Connecticut, not as in Tennessee. Bristol during sign-up for a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code Bristol only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Okay, look, if you can make it past Brawny to actually get onto the air, I would love to hear your opinion about this. What do you think? Would you go to a game if the crowd was 20% capacity. If I told you 20,000 people inside of a 70,000-seat stadium to see the Rams and the Cowboys kick off the season, the first-ever game in that stadium, would you go? 30,000 of 160,000 going tonight to a NASCAR race. Let's find out if we can find a quality phone call somewhere in Los Angeles. But also coming up, Dwayne Wade has officially stepped in it. He jumped into one of these conversations where today you can't win, so you might as well just stay out. This whole Nick Cannon, Viacom, anti-Semitism situation, like I'm, I'm like so over it and I'm so not amused by Nick Cannon, even when he's trying to be funny, that this story just went flying by me. But now that Dwayne Wade has stepped right into the middle of it, it's something I'm going to get to. Don't go anywhere. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yo, yo. Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. I asked you before the break, did you know that there was a NASCAR race tonight where 30,000 fans are expected to pile into what is a 160,000-seat stadium or facility? I also asked you, would you go to SoFi Stadium to see the Rams and the Cowboys kick off the NFL season if I told you there were going to be 20,000 people in a 70,000-seat stadium? By the way, uh, this race is happening in a place called Bristol, Tennessee, not Bristol, Connecticut. I was saying Bristol, Connecticut, northeast seems kind of civilized to me. Bristol, Tennessee, a little further down south, maybe not as much. I want to hear what you have to say. 877-710-ESPN, 877-3776. Let me take a quick call, and then I want to get to this Dwayne Wade story because he's getting destroyed right now on Twitter and understandably so, because when somebody starts spreading hate and you double down on it, dude, you might as well just stay out of it, dude. Stay out of it. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance and guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Kirk Morrison later this hour to talk about the future of the NFL season. Let me take a call. Here's Ray in Northridge on Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's up, Cap? You're doing a great job, man. I'm really enjoying it. I wanted to comment on uh, the uh, 30,000 people. Um, I'm a musician, but I'm also a nurse. And all I can say is, please stay home. Please help us help you. Because when you guys come in and you're sick, and you get us sick, then we can't save anybody. You say you're a nurse, dude? Correct. In a hospital or like a urgent care? What are, you, what are we talking about here? Uh, right now, I'm an LVN. I'm uh, continuing my education for my bachelor's. I'm at a uh, children's hospital. 
Okay, you say LVN, and I wish I knew what that meant, but I'm like looking at ESPN right now, and there's a soccer game, and there's abbreviations for teams like LEC and GEO, and I don't know who they are, so I don't know what LVN stands for. Talk to me. Licensed vocational nurse, and I'm working on my bachelor's. Got it, got it. Okay, so are you seeing a lot of sick people? Um, well, I'm in a children's, uh, children's hospital, um, but what I am seeing, and I finally had one patient that was not a direct COVID exposure, but what I'm seeing is, before this, all of my patients have been one step removed or had COVID. Got it. Oh, man. Children, you know, yeah. and it's one of those things where, you know, the, the, it's not just about you. You know, you guys, are, you, you said, uh, you know, I'm relatively young. I'm taking my precautions and whatnot. And the truth of the matter is the statistics are that 70% of these infections are preventable when you're wearing a mask. But that being said, there's still the other unaccounted for percentages, right? The more people you pack together, even with masks, the amount of wearing them properly and perfect, uh, situ the perfect situation starts declining and the, the chances of getting infected start increasing. All right. Well, yeah. let, hold on. So are you saying, let me just make sure I'm getting this. You're a healthcare professional. You're somebody right. that's seen it on the front lines. You got 30,000 people tonight going to a NASCAR race in a stadium that could theoretically hold 160,000. So we're talking about a, less than 20% of people filling this stadium. Lots of space. People can spread out. Mm -hmm. If I said to you 20,000 in a 70,000-seat SoFi stadium, Rams, Cowboys, kickoff of the stadium and of the NFL season, knowing what you know, seeing what you've seen, would you go? I wouldn't go for sure. I mean... First off, I mean, I have to t first I have to step out of my own skin. I've already been exposed, so I wouldn't go just to prevent other people from potentially being exposed. The biggest, most insidious thing about this virus is the prodromal period, or the period where there is no symptom. We have anywhere from five days on average out to 14 days. But for those 14 days, people have no idea they're sick. They're talking, they're hanging out. Now, given with masks, yes, and the social distancing, yes, we are diminishing this. But whenever you start bringing people even to a stadium that's, what, a third fill? Well, you guys are going to walk out together for the most part after the game. Nobody's going to be observing social distancing you know, as they're leaving or as they're coming in for the most part. Well, I don't really so know how, how anybody would be able to do this. Ray in Northridge, great call. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Listen, I don't know how anybody would do it. I mean, I know I read a report months ago that the Miami Dolphins had come up with this game plan. They're going to put in half the number of people. You know, one person at a time walks in. Everybody's social distance. People aren't in the kind of traditional lines. There's more space to spread out. But here's Ray saying, I don't want any part of it. Okay, let me, let me just take a quick time out here. Because as we're on the air, things, things happen. And, and so we're all in different locations. Bergman's got his eyes on what's going on. I said it earlier, and I... I there's a big controversy today about the comedian, TV host, personality producer, Nick Cannon. And, and Nick Cannon apparently had some really anti-Semitic things to say. We are living in a hypersensitive world. Our feelings are on the surface. You, you should not be saying anything that could be potentially considered offensive to any group of people. Nick Cannon said something, by the way, he's not on my radar because I don't find him funny like in the slightest bit. I've never understood the, the phenomenon that is this kid and, and his, his, the, the production company and the, the number of hits that he's got and the money that he's made. Dude, I have seen him perform in concert and he is not funny at all. But maybe he's a better business guy than he is a comedian. All I know is this. 
Nick Cannon had some stuff to say, and it turned into a disaster for the guy. I mean, Viacom is like cutting ties with the dude. But then Dwayne Wade, from out of nowhere, comes and pulls a Steven Jackson and decides, I want to double down on what these anti-Semitic comments are, and now D-Wade is getting destroyed. I want to tell you exactly what's going on, who said what to who, and who's getting jumped on right now in this new cancel culture we're living in. I'm going to get to that story coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Wednesday afternoon, it is day eight of a 10-day contract. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yo, what's going on today, LA? You know, I was talking about this earlier about would you go to a stadium that's, you know, a third full, like they're going to have this NASCAR race tonight in Bristol, Tennessee. But as I'm talking about all this stuff and as things are uh, happening out in the real world, you know, I'm rambling and I'm going, but then all of a sudden something happens and I got to just take a quick stop and turn left here because something is taking me off course. So Dwayne Wade has decided to go Steven Jackson today. And that's like my first analogy to, to try and give you an idea of what's going on here. You remember when Deshaun Jackson had some anti-Semitic comments and then Steven Jackson jumped on board, was like, hell yeah. And, and everybody was like, no, 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 you should not do that. And by the way, you should apologize. And then he was like, no, my words were wrong, but no, I'm not apologizing. And then Don Lemon was like, no, man, like I'm holding your hand right now. And I'm telling you that you need to apologize. Trust me. Okay. Trust me. I'm Don Lemon. Trust me. Apologize. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, apparently now there's a whole battle between Nick Cannon and Viacom. By the way, I don't expect you guys to know this stuff. Okay. Who's Nick Cannon? Who does he play for? Cause honestly, if I, if he don't play for somebody, I don't know who he is. And so Nick Cannon, to me, not on my radar. I mentioned this to you before. I've seen the dude do stand-up, and I don't think he's funny. I've never understood the fascination. But, you know, when he says some anti-Semitic stuff or things that are offensive, in a world where now we should all be watching very carefully what we're saying, particularly if you're a public figure, because everything can be misconstrued taken out of context, or it could just be absolutely painful. It's why Daniel Snyder is changing the name because he got pounded on, and finally he had to give in even though his big ego said, I'm, not, I'm never going to do it. So, Bergman, can you possibly fill me in on what Dwayne Wade has done that he is just getting pounded in the virtual world of Twitter? So basically, it's just the same. It's the same thing as Deshaun Jackson, Stephen Jackson, where Deshaun Jackson was talking about, you know, like the Rothschilds and things like that. That are well. Let me very- just jump in really quick. When he's when you say the Rothschilds, I just want some more clarification for people. When 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 all of this happened, Stephen Jackson was like, "Look, the Jews control everything." He's like, "All money goes through Jews," and and they were like, "Hey, man, you know, why'd you say all that stuff?" And he's like, "Well, it's taken out of context." And we're like, "No, that's what you just said. Actually, that's what you said." So. So, yes, I'm with you. So, Steven Jackson kind of kept doubling down on Deshaun Jackson's comments. Right. These were things that Nick Cannon said about a year ago, but the podcast is just getting kind of brought out now. But Dwayne Wade then went out and said, at Nick Cannon, we are with you. Keep leading. And he had a fist emoji. And then so Dwayne Wade then came back after sending out three separate tweets before clarifying. After He deleted that, that, uh, that tweet in support of Nick Cannon. And he said, I want to clarify my now deleted tweet. I was not supporting or condoning what Nick Cannon specifically said, but I had expressed my support for him owning the content and brand he helped create talking about wild and out. 
Um, okay, so here's the thing. Now Dwayne Wade finds himself in a position where he's got to backpedal and he's got to go into damage control mode and um, he's going to have to call somebody who's like a specialist in reputation cleanup, you know, and, and uh, you know, he's going to have to figure out a way to make this all try and disappear. But it's so stupid. I mean, let me be super clear for Dwayne Wade, who I've always thought of as being a likable, big smile, total professional. I like Dwayne Wade. Always have. But dude, that's just dumb. Okay, it's just stupid. And here's why. Because even if you want to try and clarify for me now that Nick Cannon's comments, which got him essentially uh, fired or had his contract blow up with Viacom, and then Nick Cannon, who, by the way, I mean, I can't even believe we're giving this kid this much airtime, but Nick Cannon then says, well, I want to own all these properties, and so I'm about to fight back. And then Dwayne Wade says, we're with you, and he puts up a fist emoji Dude, when, when you say we're with you, we think what you mean is that you're with him. But now what you're saying is, I'm only with part of you. I wasn't with the part of you that was saying something that was hurtful to a group of people. I'm with you in the part of you that says, hey man, go get what is yours because that is your project, that is, that is your brand, and, and you should own that thing, dog. And it's like, hey Dwayne, once somebody says something anti-Semitic, racist, uh, uh, anything else that is, you know, homophobic, anything. If somebody says something like that, here's what you should do as a, as a public figure. You should be like, I got nothing to say. You, hey, are you going to comment at all about what Nick Cannon did? Not really, based on the fact that he's caught up in a whole bunch of controversy right now and we're all really hypersensitive. I just don't see how it's good for my brand. What is Dwayne Wade doing? So Bergman, what exactly has transpired now on twitter over the last 20 minutes or so uh nothing's really changed i mean most of the comments are very are still very very disappointed in Dwayne wade some people are saying thank you for clarifying others are saying this isn't enough it's not and still not okay that you that you even said what you did say before we have receipts and all those kind of things so it's very much <laughs> it's not receipts. looking good yeah 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 you know that's, you can delete that's a tweet but people have already screenshotted it bro oh yeah it's there you they they have the tweet already saved that's once you put it out there once if, if you're at the level of Dwayne wade it's there forever yeah yeah listen um here's the thing our world has exploded you know the story Okay. And, and so when somebody says something that is controversial, unless you're willing to go all in on your side, dude, just back away, just completely back away. And I don't know what Dwayne Wade is thinking. And I don't know what their relationship is. They could be BFFs. I don't know. Okay. But, but to say, Hey, we're with you on Twitter and, and put up that fist emoji that says, we're with you. And then when you come back and you go, dude, really? Because he said some really terrible things and really insulted a whole lot of people. And you go, oh, no, 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 hold on. I'm not really with him with him. I'm only half with him. I'm with him on that half. Well, you know what, dude? I'm just telling you right now. In this day and age, I don't care if you're black or white. I don't care if you're famous or anonymous. I don't care if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter who you are. If you want to get into these kinds of debates, you want to touch this kind of hot topic, you better be willing to go all in or just back off. I'm telling you.
Hey, if you don't have time to wax your car, I'll just move right into this. 303 Touchless Sealant is a quick and easier solution. Simply spray on and rinse off. It's that easy. Get the ultimate protection and shine in minutes that last up to six months. Now available at O'Reilly, AutoZone, and Advanced Auto Parts. Visit 303radio.com for more information. 303radio.com. I'm disappointed in Dwayne Wade. I really am. You know? Like, dude, there's just no reason for someone like you to get into something like this unless you just want to get all into it. Listen, I don't know what Nick Cannon's talking about, okay? I really don't know what he's talking about. All this talk about about who were the original Hebrewites and who were the original slaves. Dude, I got trouble with American history going back 200 and something years, okay? Don't even get me going in world history. I mean, my, my knowledge of world history and my knowledge of my own cultural background is the freaking Ten Commandments that plays every year on Easter Sunday. You feel what I'm saying? I don't think you do. Do you? <laughs> Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Kirk Morrison is coming up right around the corner. I'm excited to talk to Kirk Morrison. Kirk Morrison will be here. What is the future of this NFL season? If you were a player, as he is a former player, would you play? Let's find out together next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.